Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, E-Dub. Back again on a, uh, not a game night, but, you know, Hawks were in the news today. uh, Doing a little wheeling and dealing. Um, Cam Reddish is no longer an Atlanta Hawk. And so I uh, definitely want to come on and, and give our two and three cents about what went down, what transpired, the deal, the good, bad, and ugly of all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely want to get in and just kind of give my thoughts on that. I saw a lot of people talking about it today, and rightly so. This is a very hot-button issue. Uh, Cam Reddish is easily... One of the most polarizing players the Hawks have had in the last 10 years, um, at least while I've been covering the Hawks. Um, there are um, <laughs> different camps. Cam Reddish, of course, you got the Cam fam, you know, shout out to them. You got the anti-Cam fam, <laughs> shout out to them. And then you got a few folks who are kind of like in the middle. <laughs> but whatever the case, uh, you have a lot of passionate fans on both sides. And we respect that. We respect that, you know, and, and this podcast again. And I told you, like, this isn't a fan podcast. This is a podcast of trying to see things kind of objectively. So if you are looking for a Hawks fan podcast, let me suggest my guys over at the Hawks Talk podcast. They do a great job over there. My guy Logan, my guy Jackson, uh, they do a great job. I can give you the insight that I can't give you from a passionate fan perspective. Um, I'm a fan of the Hawks. I want the Hawks to win every single game that they play, but I'm not tied into the emotional aspect of it. Um, I know I've said this many times, but um, I want the Hawks to win every single game. But when they don't win, I go to bed. <laughs> you know, some of you guys have been tied into this thing for 30 and 40 years, and, and I respect that, you know. But this isn't going to be the podcast where we cater to, you know, 
you may hear some things that you may not want to hear. But I'm just telling you like it is. We don't got to agree. and we can, we can agree to disagree. And that's fine. It's going to be all love regardless. But we're going to call it like we see it tonight. All right? We're going to call it like we see it. So um, first things first, man. Let's start with the deal. Um, earlier today, the Hawks uh, made the trade to send Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, and a second round 225 pick from the Nets that they had to the New York Knickerbockers. In return, they got a, a Charlotte first rounder, uh, which is top 18 protected. Um, 223, it is top 16. 224, 25 is top 14 protected. Um, if it does not convey by 22026, it becomes two second rounders. And they throw in Kevin Knox for kind of salary, you know. Um, anytime you're just trading a guy for picks, you got to have some type of salary in there to make that thing work. A lot of people saw like the Kevin Knox thing and were miffed. <laughs> they were not excited. But listen, Kevin Hard Kevin Knox was not the center of this deal. He was the throw in. He was the extra change. Uh, understand that the premier aspect of this deal for the Hawks was getting that first round draft pick. Kevin Knox was an innocent bystander who just got roped into the deal because of salary. So um, immediately when I'm looking at without uh, understanding the nuances and details of the deal, I thought that the Hawks kind of could have got more, but I kind of looked at it. The more I looked at it, the more I looked at it, and the more I read, you know, some of the things uh, surrounding the deal. I think the thought, I think the Hawks made out okay. Like I don't think they made out great, but you got a first rounder. You know, you you you, you invested a top ten pick. You you grabbed them at ten, and you got a first rounder in return. And um, you know, yes, it's top eighteen protected. But I will say this: if the season were to end today, that pick would convey. It would convey. So right now, if the season were to end today, the Hawks, their own pick would be a top 10 pick. <laughs> like their pick from what they had, like their their pick would be a top 10 pick. Um, the Charlotte pick that they re received in the Cam Reddish deal would be number 20. So you would be picking 10 and 20. And I know right now the Hawks aren't into the whole um you know, gathering draft picks and asset stuff like they've done that. But uh, it, it's always ongoing. You're always trying to gather assets. You're always trying to you're always just trying to improve your team. Right. And so um, <clears throat> here's the, here's the thing. Um, again, I, I think the Hawks did OK. You know, they wanted a first rounder. And according to some of the reports, mainly a report in Athletic, um They've been shopping Cam for a long time. Uh, they were shopping Cam for a long time, and uh, the Pacers came and calling, the Cavs, the Pistons, but nobody was willing to come off the first rounder. Um, the Lakers offered two seconds for him, but nobody was able to come off that first rounder until the Knicks came to town. Good old Knicks. <laughs> Never afraid to spend the money. Um so yeah, they were they were okay with parting with that first rounder, and I think that's what Travis had his set his heart set on. 
And it's really about do you believe Travis got the best deal? I believe that if there was a better deal out there, I think that Travis probably would have got it. Like, could he have waited for it? Yeah, he could have. But I think because he understood or because everyone knew what was going on in that locker room, that he had to get him out of there. What am I talking about? So according to um, sources within Athletic, uh, the report was that Cam requested a trade months ago. Months ago. Uh, The Hawks were going to oblige him, but they weren't going to let him go for anything less than a first rounder. And um, now things are starting to make sense. They're starting to make sense, man. Um, Cam didn't want to be here. He did not want to be here. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on that in just a moment. But I'll say this. Um, A lot of people had a lot to say before the story came out. And look, man, dude didn't want to be here. Right? Like, he didn't want to be here. And so, like, you had to get rid of him. I know a lot of people feel some type of way. But at the end of the day, man, if somebody don't want to be there, you got to get him up out of there. You got to get him up out of there. And I wish Cam the best. I hope he has a great career. I've always pulled for the kid. You're not going to find one podcast, me talking, um, saying anything bad about that kid's person. You know, I I have issues with his game and some parts of it. You know, I think, you know, uh, the idea of the Cam Reddish is a little overblown at times. But I love the kid, man. I want him to, to flourish. He's got all the skills in the toolbox. But there's a question about whether he can put it together. There's a question of whether he can put it together. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you the good and the bad of Cam Reddish. Then I'm going to give you the good and the bad of the Hawks. Then we'll put the pod to bed, all right? You know, I'm not going to keep it long tonight. Just wanted to come on touch on that, but got to pay a few bills. So uh, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to get into some more of this Cam Reddish talk. All right, let's get into it. All right, so first things first. Let's um, let's talk about the good for Cam Reddish. You know, the good is this. Cam's catch and shoot numbers are really good this year. Um Again, you saw glimpses of what possibly could be. Um, his defense was down, and I think it was down because, one, the Hawks were losing. Two, he didn't want to be there, so it's hard to extend that effort when you don't want to be there, when you don't want to play for a team, you don't want to play for a coach. And it's hard to really be what you know you can be. But we've all seen Cam play elite defense. Um he could be a really, really good if defender. Like, I mean, if you talk about the ceiling, he could be an elite defender. Um, <clears throat> also a really good free throw shooter. Um, so that's the good. As far as the bad is concerned, he never really matured into that playmaker. Right? You know, in the first year, Lloyd was like, yo, man, Cam could play some of the point. You know, he had him playing some of the point. You know, the first game of the season last year, uh, Cam was starting. He was starting over bogey, you know. And um, but his dribbling, his shot creation, going to the hoop never improved, never improved. Like the metrics say they didn't improve. Like the numbers show that they didn't improve there. And that's not like me, like, you know, just talking about about your guy like. They didn't approve, you know, they fired Lloyd, you know, Lloyd Pierce, you know, Lloyd had to go. I said that many times. Lloyd had to go because of the relationships in the locker room. But let's look back on it. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? 
hindsight is always 2020. Now, let's just take a quick look back, right? And let's go, let's go outside of Cam. Lloyd last year, he said, I can't coach effort. At one time, he said, we need to be more physical. And we got pushback in the article from the Athletic because folks were saying Lloyd was too hard on the boys. Now, this year, Nate is saying the same things about they're not being physical. They're not they're not showing the effort. And there's locker room problems again. I'm just saying it is what it is. So this year. Nate gave Cam full command of that second unit. He was like, yo, man, we're not, you're not going to start, but show me what you're going to do with this second unit. You know what I'm saying? Go out and get you a six man. And Cam came out the blocks gunning. Came out the blocks gunning. And he looked good. You know, he was shooting with confidence and he was just playing really good. But once again, injuries, inconsistency, and couldn't stay healthy. And it was just after all that, he wanted to get up out of here. So at the end of the day, I will say this. I will say this. The Hawks did right by Cam Reddish. I think the Hawks did right by Cam Reddish. He wanted to go. They got him up out of here. They got him to New York, a huge media market. If he fl- if he shout if if he flourishes there, then then uh, is going to really take off for the kid. Is going to really take off for the kid. He's going there to play with his buddy, R.J. Barrett. He's going into a good situation. But I will tell you this: the situation's kind of similar. <laughs> it's kind of similar in New York. You know, the Knicks have they have wings, and so you're gonna you're not gonna start. You're gonna come off the bench. You're going to have to prove that um, you deserve that, that playing time. So, I mean, is Tom Thibodeau the guy that's going to be the Cam Risper? I don't know. So here's the thing. Like, it wasn't Lloyd Pierce. It wasn't A. McMillan. How long are we going to keep on blaming these coaches? Now, I have my own problems with, with, with Coach Pierce. I have my problems with Nate McMillan. But I'm saying if you bouncing around and you ain't been consistent and you want to keep on blaming the coaches... What you going to do if it don't work out with Thibodeau? It's going to be his fault, too. I'm just saying. I hope the best for the kid, but he's got to he's got to do the work. He's got to do the work, man. You got to stay healthy and you got to be consistent. And that's the one thing he ain't been healthy and consistent. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. Um. As far as the Hawks were concerned, uh, I think the good for them is if he didn't want to be there, I think that may have improved the locker room a little bit. So I, I say that kind of with, with a grain of salt. So here's the thing. Cam is such a soft-spoken guy. I don't imagine him being in the locker room like, oh, man, you know, I don't want to be here pouting and stuff. But, like, he probably wore it on his face a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Y- you can see the, the guys out there, and they're not connected right now. They're not connected. And if he was one of those problems, then you got rid of one of them problems. He was he wasn't the same dude, man. He was not the same dude. And last night while John was talking, uh, John Collins after the game, I was just like, man, something's going on in that locker room. I don't know what it is, but something is going on in that locker room. And I think it's more than just 
they're not winning ball games. Something is going on. They're not connected. It doesn't even look like they have fun playing together. Like y'all watch the games. Does it look like they're having fun? It doesn't. I'll answer that for you. It does not look like they're having fun because they're not having fun. This is tough. They came out. They came off that 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 playoff series, like they had just won a chip. Everybody got paid. They thought this was gonna be easy, Jack. You're not gonna convince me. They didn't think it was gonna be easy. They thought it was gonna be easy. And I'll tell you this. And you could tell. I, I told this to my girl Jamelia. Told this to my girl Raphael. Autumn cast to cover the Hawks. I said, listen. When I watched and, and go back, go back and look at it. Last season. The end of the year press conferences, the exit interviews. And I know it's on ATL Hawks fans YouTube. Jamelia puts on she puts up all she puts up all of the uh all of the zooms that we're on. The end of the year, you can see a distinct difference between the vets and the younger guys. The vets were so distraught last season. They were just like, oh, we were two wins away. And Gallo could barely speak. He was so upset. Solomon was just like, oh, I mean, um, this this opportunity doesn't just happen. They understood the enormity of all the vets. All the vets understood it. But the young guys, like, go watch the tape, y'all. Like, go on YouTube. And I swear, ATL Hawks fans, go watch the exit interviews from last season. All the young guys, they were like, yeah, we're going to be back. You know, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And I like confidence. I like the bravado. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to offseason. Everybody get paid. You know what I'm saying? Everybody get their deals. And then we come back to this. But going back to the Hawks, um, the first rounders are hard to come by in a trade. They're hard to come by. Um, And again, like I said earlier, if the season were to end today, the first rounders would convey. I mean, it would go through. So it's going to be interesting. I don't think anyone's going to be watching to see, like, you know, oh, is is, is the pick going to convey? Is it not going to convey? I, I don't think so. I mean, you got a first rounder and they're hard to get, you know. Um, where do the Hawks go right now as far as it con- is concerned? I still think they have some issues. I don't think this was the issue that's going to solve the Hawks. Um, I just don't, I think there's, there's deeper issues from maybe a roster standpoint. I think there still may be some internal beef in the locker room that we don't, that we're not sure of. I don't know, but I will say this. I will give a shout out to my guy, Chris Kirshner from the athletic who did a phenomenal job, a phenomenal job on the can reddish piece. Listen. Feel how you want to feel about Chris. Chris had a bad December. <laughs> he had a bad December. But this boy and uh, Fred Katz, they unloaded the clip on this final Cam Reddish article. Uh, letting folks know that Cam wanted to be traded months ago. He kept that to the vest. Like he knew about that. Like they knew about that. And while folks was flaming him on Twitter from some of the questions he asked and some of the stupid tweets he put out, he didn't say nothing. He's better than me because I would have been like, oh, for real? That's how y'all feel? Well, that's why y'all's boy want to get up out of here. 
<laughs> he's a better man than me. But I mean, I thought the article was very well written. It was it was not about the article was not about Chris at all. Um, it was about the story. It was about the story. It was about the facts. And I, I really thought the article by Chris and Fred was was really good. Was really good. So if you if you did not cancel your subscription to the Athletic, uh, go by and check that out, man. It's a good read. It is a really good read. So um, again, as far as the roster is concerned, Kevin Knox, I don't. He's not a good basketball player. Right. I mean, like, like, like we're not finna do this. Right. He's not a good basketball player. He's just going to get here. And the word on the street is the Hawks don't have any any interest in um, any interest in, in waving the boy. You know, so I think he'll get here. He'll get a little shot, you know, but <clears throat> he's a very flawed basketball player. Um, I don't think he's he's, you know, again, he was the bystander in the deal. <laughs> he was a bystander in the deal. I don't think that you're going to don't rush out and get a Kevin Knox Hawk jersey. I'll just say that. Don't rush out and get you a Kevin Knox jersey. But as far as the Hawks are concerned, it's good that DeAndre's back. Um, they're getting guys back. Hopefully, Clint will be back soon. And uh, they just got to keep on trudging, man. Like, somebody got to get mad and be like, you know what, man? Like, we're sick of losing. You know, but if they keep on going through the motions, pretending like they don't want to play together as a team, pretending like, you know, oh, it'll, it'll turn around. They're going to they're gonna be in that 10th pick, y'all. They're going to be in that 10th pick. And right now, they're not a good basketball team. And it hurts me to say that because when they're a good basketball team, that's good for me. That's good for the podcast. And that's good for a lot of people who eat off the hogs. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. But still a lot of basketball to be played, and uh, we will see how this thing turns out. So um, just wanted to come on here and talk a little bit about that. Um, shoot me your thoughts. What are your thoughts on the deal? Now, hold on. Let me go to Twitter real quick and just see, because I asked that question earlier, and I wanted to get a little fan feedback. You guys know me. You know that I, I love the uh, the Twitter interactions with you guys. If you're on Twitter, make sure you're following us at HawksBeat. And uh, let me just read just a few, just a few quotes about what you guys said about uh, the deal and about Ken Reddish. Let me see if I can find some things in here. Da, 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 da. I asked that question earlier, so I'll have to, um, I'll have to uh, check it out. Hold on one second. Let me find it. Um, my guy Logan. Again, I, I talked about the Hawks Talks podcast. Y'all make sure to check him out. He said, "The more I think about it, the happier I am with it." He said, "Bro wants to be KD." The team needed him to be Danny Green right now. Herder and JC were willing to sacrifice for the team and still got paid. Questionable decisions from him, his agents. I don't think this changes his money outlook. Also, my guy Logan, Hawks Talk. Uh, let me see. DJ Food and Drink said, I'm fine with it. His deal was basically up, and I don't think we were going to re-sign him. He has the talent, but never showed it between the injuries and inconsistency. Wish him the best. That was my podcast in a, in a nutshell, DJ. <laughs> Thanks for checking us out. My guy, ATL Ramasaki. I don't like the return, but I understand we had to release him. Last but not least, Juan Tom Soup, uh, 0916, said, If you wanted to leave, then I'm fine with it. I only hate that it was to the Knicks. Real talk, man. Real talk. 
I appreciate all y'all, man, that tweet me and that interact with the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you uh, swing by Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Let us know what you love about the show, what you hate about the show. And like we always do, man, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to get to know him, find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.